What's going on, everybody? Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman here of the Kicking Out Podcast, doing something a little different today. Normally, you see us reacting live after an episode of AW Dynamite, Dynamite on Wednesday nights. But, Paul, this CM Punk news is not going away. Seems like more and more comes out every day. I thought, what a good way to do something a little different and, and tackle a current uh popular wrestling topic aside from dynamite yeah absolutely um it's everywhere you type in the words cm and punk and it's just page after page after page of punk related material would you say the guy's the most polarizing figure not only in aw but in all professional wrestling oh by far i mean you stop and think about it there there's really the kids today okay now you and i growing up you know we knew hulk hogan the rock uh a few other stone cold of names stone cold goldberg now now you've got the rock john cena and cm punk Mm -hmm. yeah i mean mjf's getting there but as of right now you say cm punk john cena or dwayne the rock johnson to somebody and they know it's wrestling yeah yeah well put in in amazingly so punk became even more popular taking seven years away from outside the yeah the ring so which we'll we'll get into that a little bit but really this all started last week with a instagram story well technically it started with a a tweet or a comment made by Meltzer. i'll get to that in a bit but for most people like myself yourself Shep, Austin Shepard, our other co-host who couldn't join us this evening. Um, it started with a sh- Instagram story that was shortly on, shortly posted, I should say, on CM Punk's Instagram, what, for a minute, if that, before it was taken down? Yeah, it was quickly deleted. But it was a uh, a story that said, Sigh, I wasn't cleared to come back to wrestle yet. Then plan was to wrestle at the pay-per-view I sat and listened to Moxley's Rocky Three idea. I explained how I'd never seen a Rocky movie, and I thought the idea sucked, but if the boss wanted to do it, whatever. He said he wouldn't lose to me. I'd never experienced someone refusing to lose to me. I just laughed. I asked Tony if this is what he wanted. He said yes. He's the boss, so I said okay, but I need to be cleared first. They kept saying it could just be a squash, so I didn't need to be cleared. I scoffed at that idea. My health is more important. Dave Meltzer is a liar. Jericho is a liar and a stooge. There were plans, but plans always change. But I'll never put a company above my health ever again. And the uh, post he's referring to by Meltzer was posted, I guess, the day before, early in the day, earlier on in the day. It said, did you know, do you know why they didn't advertise Punk First Moxley longer and why it had a short build? Because Punk agreed to it. Then AEW got a legal letter saying he wasn't down with it and wasn't doing it, and they didn't know if he'd come until Tony put his foot down. There are a lot of nice things I can say about him, and you can absolutely argue his position on Moxley was correct, but you can't argue he willingly did what he was asked in that scenario. Yeah. First off, I guess I just want your uh, your response to that, because CM Punk kind of broke, broke the internet at least the IWC internet wrestling community uh, for part of last week, just with that story that was up for a minute. Uh, Yeah, it was up for a minute. Um, A couple different times, 
from everything I've understood is uh, he posted it, pulled it down, reposted it, pulled it back down, reposted it, and deleted it for the final time because several different people had um, multiple screenshots with multiple different times on there. Um, one, I don't have that much time to sit and hover over what Punk's posting on social media, uh, whether it be Twitter or uh, Instagram. Um, especially the last seven days of my life, they've been extremely crazy. Um, <laughs> had people not taken screenshots of this stuff, I probably would never have seen it uh, if I was just a casual fan. Um, I, I mean, did he have the right to say it? Yeah, he did. I mean, if he feels if punk feels that way, he had had the right to say it. Was an Instagram story probably the place to do it? Not really. Um, you know, he could have, from everything I've seen over the last several months, people have reached out to Punk left and right for interviews, and he's declining. He didn't have to go on and say, I, yeah, I'll talk about my status with AEW. He could have said, look, I'll do your uh, interview but we're going to talk about what I want to talk about. I need to air some things, air some grievances. And I want to use your uh, interview, your podcast as the way to do that. And anybody who wanted to interview him probably would have said, okay, let's do it. So he had every right to say it, but I feel Instagram was probably not the best way to go about it. It was more for me, the comment made by Moxley, about Moxley refusing to lose and the comment calling Jericho a liar and a stooge. Not so much calling Dave Meltzer a liar because some wrestlers don't like Dave Meltzer. Some do, some don't. But you're talking about two guys that AEW has really hitched their horse to, so to speak. I mean, two guys that are face of the company, two guys that really helped the company out when Punk put them in a predicament after Brawl Out. Yeah. And two guys who just got big extensions and got their roles expanded backstage and Punk's burying them. I was like, this isn't a good look from somebody that supposedly wants to get back into the company soon. Right. And, you know, this might be a way of him saying, look, I've, I've sat and thought about it and I really don't want to come back. They don't want to let me out of my contract, so here, I'll get fired. Could be. Could be. It's hard telling. I mean, it, it just it just seemed to me like, okay, if, if he was starting to make good gracious with the company, he just threw the, all that out in the window. But that's yep. that's just me. And, and let's, let's look at another report that Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful Select was working on, and then this came out, I think, the day before, so it threw more fuel on the fire for him to get this out. And this is pretty lengthy, so stay with us. I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast or watching on our YouTube channel, which you can subscribe to, by the way, you've probably already read this, or you're probably already a $5 per month subscriber to Fightful Select. But anyways, um, uh, in talking about uh, CM Punk and All Elite Wrestling, uh, he, he was talking about the Instagram story that was posted last week on March 23rd. Um, um, and, and he kind of explains that those familiar with the situation say that Punk had communicated that he wasn't comfortable competing in any capacity without being cleared first for the August 24th match. Uh, there had been issues regarding the cre creative throughout the build, and FIFO had reported that those were the concerns that Punk wouldn't be at the 
August 17th Dynamite as well. However, uh, Fightful was told that special travel arrangements were met to accommodate Punk the day of the match, and Punk had at least floated the idea of additional reimbursement for the match uh, as he was working without being cleared, per his claims. Fightful also heard that Moxley and Punk appeared to have heat based on uh, that Moxley had spoken to uh, after Brawl Out. Moxley helped lead a locker room meeting the days afterwards with Chris Jericho, who was also called a stooge and a liar in the Punk Instagram post. Brian Danielson also was part of the meeting, but he wasn't mentioned. And uh, Fightful hadn't heard of any heat between Danielson and Punk. Jericho and Punk shouted at each other after Brawl Out took place with Jericho calling Punk a cancer and Punk shouting back at Jericho. Those in AEW believe that if things came down to a Moxley or Punk situation, that AEW would pick Moxley in that decision. Punk is very aware of the heat on him and the possibility of talent walking out should he return, but Fightful hadn't, re- hadn't heard his feelings on it. Some of the heat has certainly died down since all out 2022, but there's plenty that still remains. Uh, in regards to Punk and AEW, uh, Fightful Select reports that AEW and CM Punk have had some contact. In fact, some close to Punk claim that he and Tony Khan have spoken or had a couple of meetings, though Fightful's not sure, aren't sure what about, if anything came of those. Uh, they do know there was a planned meeting for mid-February, but that was delayed due to Jerry Jarrett's funeral. At one point, those close to Punk believed that he won out of his contract with a non-compete attached. However, in recent weeks, they believe that Punk was open to returning to AEW and even wanted to. In an important note, at least one person claimed that Punk was willing to apologize for the scrum portion of the all-out evening. So not so much the fight, just the scrum portion. There was a lot of context absent from that claim, specifically to whom or whether it be publicly or privately. Several people said that Punk had expressed some form of regret for the aspect of that night in general. Sources said that Punk was originally considering the potential of legal action, but I haven't heard anything about uh, that being broached in months. In fact, uh, those that Fightful had spoken to felt like there had been productive progression in the opposite direction. However, sources within AW that they spoke to said they lost confidence that Punk would be returning after the March 23rd Instagram post. Punk does remain under contract with AEW. The FIFA is required to whether or not there has ever been a suspension or pay docking involved, but traditionally AEW has paid out wrestlers while they're injured. Regardless, Punk has not responded to any email inquiries about the story. Uh, for uh, We're going to switch topics a little bit, talk about Hangman and CM Punk. Okay. Uh, FIFA Select says the issues with Hangman and CM Punk dated back to before their AW Double or Nothing match to the point where we're told that Punk ended up having a meeting with AW officials, told that Punk expressed his frustrations regarding Hangman Page's comments during a promo, that Punk believed re- referenced Cole Cabana and wasn't satisfied with the resolution or lack thereof. This led to him calling out Hangman Page months later upon his return. Those that Fightful's heard from claim that Page has made an effort to remove himself from the situation and has tried to move past it. As far as CM Punk injury update, uh, his injury status, his torn tricep, um, those with knowledge of the situation said that he's hopeful he could be fully healthy by late January, but believe that now he'd be able to be cleared, if not now, very soon. Um there were some asking about him filming for Heels 2 since he posted a picture for the from the set recently, but though that season reportedly wrapped up last July. Um, brawl out, not that we've ever talked about brawl out on the on the podcast. Just kidding, never we've heard covered of it. Nauseum, <laughs> but uh, 
as, as Sean Ross Sapp puts it here, the true accounts of Brawl Out will likely never be known unless Punk and the league get together and explain in detail, which is unlikely, even though I'm hoping for a book someday. Uh, however, they've learned a little more about the situation. Fightful was uh, told other talent were, the, were present at the time of the brawl but did not get physically involved, therefore weren't suspended. However, there was another production employee who ended up getting struck with a chair that hadn't been previously revealed. There were some rumors recently that Punk and Omega had a conversation a few days after, which isn't true. By then, Punk was set for surgery and Kenny Omega already had other plans. However, Punk and Omega did have a brief conversation after the brawl-out fight. In the immediate moments following, Punk was said to have told Omega that the issue wasn't with him. Those that were nearby said the two were going to continue talking, but A-Steel was still being dealt with at this point. Even those close with Punk claimed that Omega was surprisingly composed during the aftermath. Omega had been scheduled to go to Japan to do Tokyo Tokyo Game Show work for AEW, but due to the suspension, he ended up taking a personal trip over there instead. And lastly, in regards to the New Japan show and CM Punk showing up for the Battle in the Valley, um, New Japan uh, was not aware that he'd be showing up, but said they have welcomed him regardless, or would have welcomed him regardless. Sources in New Japan just didn't want AEW to think they were conspiring, or conspiring against a partner, which was clearly uh, cleared up between the two. The only people who had a knowledge uh, Punk was going to be at that show were Lars Fredrickson, uh, who he went with, another close friend of Punk, formerly known as Louis Dangerously in ECW, and current VP of Marketing for Anthem, and Rob Naylor. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Punk was there to uh, support his good friend Mercedes Monet's debut match in New Japan. So Five Four reached out to both AEW and CM Punk for the story, but did not hear back from either in any official capacity. A lot to... A lot to digest there, Paul, but any thoughts? Uh, all right, let's do this little by little here. Um, I want to I want to cover the the hangman thing. Um, you know, props to hangman because, you know, yeah, he may have said something in a, a promo, but they were trying to get it to be as real as possible to make it feel real. And, you know, I sit here and I think back to the punk page feud. I don't remember the reference that punk is still stuck on. That was about uh, Colt Cabana. Uh, I'm not saying it didn't happen. Uh, I'm saying me personally, I don't remember it, which means it didn't make that big of an impact to me. So they're, they're really move on from it. Punk in a sense, I guess is what I'm saying there. Um, but you know, you know, good for Hangman. You know, he's got a growing family. Just had a kid. Uh, just dealt with some personal injury himself. So you know, trying to get away from the the punk situation, I, I give him props for that. Yeah, I agree with you. I remember when that promo happened and the whole thing came up with Punk taking a having a problem with what Hangman said, referring to something about Colt Cabana without saying Colt Cabana. On TV, I think it was about people being in the back because Punk didn't want them out there, something along those lines. Um, but I, I feel like this could have all been put to rest before even their double or nothing match, um, or at least shortly after their double or nothing match. And I think I think part of that's probably on Tony and some other officials backstage for not getting these. All, assuming they didn't get all these guys sat down in one room and talk things out and 
you know, the stuff after All Out probably would have never happened. But, um, man, there's just so many layers to all this. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that he and Tony have supposedly had multiple conversations. Um, I I think Tony wants to do whatever he can to bring the guy back. But after this latest episode last week on his Instagram story and causing a ruckus, again in the what seems to be the aw locker room and in the wrestling world i just don't know if he can i just don't know if he can because i think if he brings them back i think he's gonna piss off a lot more to the locker room than not and is that really what you want long term right um you know you titled this episode very well is cm punk worth it and that's something tony khan's got to stop and think about because you know is one guy worth losing who knows how many people on your roster. Um, if it was just one or two people that you might lose and you hadn't really done anything with them, that'd be one thing. But the fact that you don't know how many people are going to leave. It just exactly. Several. Is yeah. that 10, 15? Is that half your roster? I mean, but uh, as for uh, being in Japan, um, you know, yeah, he's he's more than welcome to go over there. Um, well, well, it was in it Japan. was in the it was in the states that show. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but but uh, yeah. you know, props to New Japan for saying, "Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! We didn't really know he was coming. Uh, we had no part of this. We didn't invite him. He didn't get any special treatment." Sure. Um, just to make sure AEW and Tony Khan and some of the other backstage personnel didn't go, well, look, they're they're supporting Punk through all this and not us, so we don't need to partner with them. And it's interesting to me, out of that piece from FIFO Select, Sean Rossap and FIFO Select, that you know Punk was even willing to maybe, whether it was publicly or privately, apologize for the scrum portion of All Out, post-media scrum but not the yeah. fight itself yeah uh, again we're we're gonna keep getting one side of the story uh kenny and the bucks and everybody else have kind of remained silent um they're they're trying to move on from it yeah mm-hmm. they still are childish and take their shots at punk every now and then on tv but that's the bucks that's what they're gonna do uh you can't stop them from doing that but i think privately apologizing for the scrum is the way to go you know sit punk down or punk reaches out to the guy and says look i know you really didn't have anything to do with this i was hurt i was hurting i was mad you kind of got the blunt of that we don't need to see that on the internet that doesn't need to be televised the internet has just ruined too much sometimes he had that bullet in the holster, so to speak, with for about Coca Bana, because Nick Hausman uh, of Wrestling Inc. at the time, um, he didn't even say anything about Coca Bana. It was Punk put two and two together and then just kind of went off. And then, you know, he was ready to go from that moment on. It was one thing after another, after another, after another. I mean, he bashed the company so bad. I'm sure looking back, Tony Khan wished he would have just grabbed the microphone and said, okay, guys, that's enough uh, for, the, for tonight. We're going to bring on the next the next um, speaker, but I'm sure he was as shocked as any of us, but he just kind of sat there and looked shocked. Yeah. If you you go back and rewatch it or watch it, if you haven't seen it by some miracle, um, Tony Khan, I mean, Tony Khan's always wide eyed, but he is like 
really yeah. wide-eyed through all of that. I mean, it's like he just did a whole line of coke type of wide-eyed. <laughs> but um, no, I do. I think he was just so shocked. He's like, all right, he's going off this bad on these guys. What happens if I take that mic from him? You know, is he going to turn around and go off on me? Is he going to harm me? You know, and if you watch as punk starts to get animated, Tony kind of slides away a little bit. So I kind of feel that at watching it the first time I was sitting there going, just take his mic TK, but watching it a second and third time, um, it it does. It seems kind of like Tony was just, afraid to grab the mic maybe for his own well-being um we were kind of discussing the locker room morale if they did bring cm punk back and that was kind of hit on yesterday on um a report here on wrestling inc that came from uh, pro wrestling torches wade keller during a focus on AEW podcast he says the sentiment is he's not welcome back speaking of cm punk the wrestlers don't want him back the vast majority of wrestlers don't want him back um, he said that doesn't necessarily mean that the entire locker room is against a punk return, but his support among the upper echelon of AEW's roster has dwindled. Maybe one or two of the top third of the roster would want him back. And then there's some younger guys who liked him and just thought, hey, this is a guy I grew up watching. It's cool to have him around. Punk and the top talent of AEW are like oil and water, with it being pointed out that Punk doesn't get along with John Moxley, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, or Adam. Hangman Adam Page, although a recent report indicated that Page had mostly moved on from all the backstage drama on this front, but everyone else seems to get along fine when Punk is not involved in the equation, which has presented a quandary on what to do with Punk and his contract for AEW. But mostly there's a range of peaceful coexistence and really liking each other, Keller added, and then Punk is the exception to that right now, so him going off on Instagram like he did really hurt the chances of him being welcomed back. Yeah, and, you know, uh, I kind of got to agree with Keller there. Um, If you think back to the first year and a half, two years of AEW, the biggest thing you came across was somebody posting a rampage or dark photo on Twitter. That was the biggest news anybody did, you know. Um, But a lot of it was always kept under wraps. It didn't make it to the Internet. We used to joke all the time about, you know, this is the only show that keeps everything locked down. You don't know how people are acting backstage. You don't know, uh, like, Sting's return. Nobody knew. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was a thought of it. There was thought of Adam Cole. There was thought of Brian Danielson. But that information never really got out. I mean, Danielson thing kind of did, but... Everything else was always lock and key and nobody talked about any issues backstage. Punk comes in and it's like now all we talk about are the issues that are backstage at AEW. Yep. Yep. It's uh yeah, it's kind of been a mess this past year. And like John Moxley, which I'm gonna talk about here in a little bit today, brand new episode of the sessions with his wife Renee Paquette. Um, he talks about, you know, unfortunately, AEW most days nowadays we're talking about this backstage drama instead of the great in-ring action they've been putting on lately. Instead of the yeah. five-star classic we got from Vin, Vin, Vin Kingo and uh, and uh, Omega last week. You know, we're talking about CM Punk putting something out on Instagram. 
Yeah, and and that kind of sucks. It's because you. It get, does. You, it does. Absolutely does. You get these stellar matches, and then it seems like, honestly, I think Punk is watching the program every single week, and he goes, "All right, mm-hmm. that was really good. Let's make the IWC blow up real quick." And speaking of Moxley, here's a short um, segment of what he had to say today. It's effing annoying. I don't want to get dragged into this dumb shit. I could effing unload on a lot of effing people right now. I'm trying to keep this a little <laughs> a little peaceful so I don't have to put explicit ratings on it. Chef's and not when, here. We're good. When I start getting dragged into this shit, it tempts me to do that, but I'm not going to sink to that level. With Punk injured last summer, Moxley carried the torch for AEW as the interim AEW World Champion. Just days prior to All Out, though, Moxley would defeat Punk to unify the lineal and interim titles on AEW Dynamite, eventually leading to the rematch of the upcoming pay-per-view, which was All Out. However, what many don't know is that while Moxley was the standard bearer for AEW carrying his title... He was operating without a contract. The entire summer, I was not under contract. I could have walked into SummerSlam that night with the AEW effing belt if I had been so inclined. Nobody knew that because I don't put my shit out there there in the world and let everybody know every effing thing about my business. As for discussions about how things would be handled with the titles and punk, Moxley had sharp words about those talks. Tony is not my boss. I don't have to do shit. So even being in this room... And offering and agreeing to a storyline that puts you over at the pay-per-view, if anything. I'm bending over backwards for Tony and this dude and for the company. And then Moxley did go on to say, you know, how he's having fun right now and loving what he's doing and everything. And But I just have the feeling you bring CM Punk back, I don't think a lot of guys are going to be having fun. And, you know, no. I was excited when Punk came back to the wrestling world. I think a majority of wrestling oh, yeah. fans were. You know, I bought my first CM Punk t-shirt I ever had. Um, from the first dance, and I know you were a big punk guy. Yeah. And, you know, his run was fun. It was fun. You know, Darby Allen match was fun. You know, we knew punk could always go on the mic, but did, did he get any ring rust those seven years he was away? Proved right away, no, he didn't. Kingston, that was a real personal feud. And a lot of things Eddie Kingston said on the mic, you can look back now in retrospect. Eh, I think Eddie Maybe was, he was, I think right. he was shooting a little bit. Then he had yeah. the fantastic feud with MJ, Jim JF that went and, uh, uh, ended up coming to an end, at least momentarily, at uh, Revolution, the dog collar match. Then you had the build-up with Hangman Page, double or nothing. Punk becomes world champ, and then unfortunately breaks his foot. That kind of set all the wheels in motion for everything just to fall off in his AEW run. And I think that's the thing I'm most frustrated with, is just what could have been in, in the matches, in the money that was to be made, and the storylines that we didn't get to see and most likely aren't going to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's one thing we've talked about since we have all out is, you know, uh, there was so much untold yeah. Kenny Omega, CM mm-hmm. Punk, um, you know, Danielson, CM Punk, even though we saw it in WWE, we didn't see it this version, right? We didn't see the true styles of either one of them. Um, you know, some would go as far as to say, you know, when Cody's contract's up in WWE, if he comes back to AEW, we could have seen that. Um, we could have seen so many things, up-and-coming guys. Um, yeah, and and we'll never, we'll never see that now. 
and you know, of course, after Brawl Out, of course, people and, and maybe somehow we still get this. I just I don't think it's gonna happen. FTR and, and CM Punk against the elite, you know, there's a lot of money. I just don't think they'll ever see eye to eye, even if, if there's apologies made and I I just after this March twenty third Instagram post, I just I have a tough time believing that he's coming back to AW and I don't really think it would be good if he did. Um Yeah. But you know, something you look back at the post scrum media scrum at Revolution after the MJF feud and the dog collar match. I mean, Punk was in tears, you know, have happiness, and he seemed to finally be relieved. He was being embraced. It seemed like, and everything was good. But then, from you know up to double or nothing, and especially after double or nothing, like I said, with him breaking his foot on the following Dynamite, so everything went downhill so fast, and it just snowballs and. It just seems like every day more and more is coming out about punk and backstage drama. And that's one thing Moxley even said. He was on the indies for years. He was in WWE and he said there's more backstage drama in AEW than anywhere else. And unfortunately, I think it's just a few people that, right. that you know, I, it, and I think Darby Allen pointed out a few more without um, naming them about, yep. you know, not being happy with contracts. So I'm going to go on Twitter. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, I, I kind of agree with both. Darby and Mox, but especially Mox, because, you know, people were unhappy with their contract during the Monday Night Wars, and they just ended up on a different program, and you never knew. I mean, it came out later in interviews, or they'd do a promo when they came to the company, look, I was unhappy there, but that's expected. Anytime you go to a different company, you kind of explain that. But now it's like, you know, we're still under contract with the company, but we're going to go to social media and we're going to tell the entire world how unhappy I am with what's going on right now. We don't need that. The Internet has, I've said it before, I'll say it again, the Internet has destroyed professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's hard to keep anything a secret. And, you know, as fans, I, I, I like the backstage dirty laundry to an extent, but when it's just, over and over again it's a, it's a little exhausting um, right if it was you know a different guy every time even um maybe not once a week but if it was you know this week it was mjf next week it was yeah. something with christian uh, or something with the uh, luchasaurus you know like that got overlooked luchasaurus got injured and nobody talked about it because everybody was talking about punk yep um and you know Prime example, this week's Mania Week. It's the biggest week in professional wrestling, whether you like WWE or you don't like it. I don't think anybody can argue it's, it is the biggest wrestling oh, event far. of the year every year. I mean, it's a two-night event now. So it's, it's it's WrestleMania Week, and a lot of the wrestling journalists, wrestling podcasts, even our podcast, instead of talking about Mania, everybody's talking about Punk first right now. Yep. And maybe that's what he wants. Yeah. Although, um, as we're talking Mania – Cody got a new belt uh, that he'll be wearing out to his Mania match that has the um, names of every company he worked at in between his leaving WWE and his return, yep. which I thought was really cool because we all know Cody's going to throw that to somebody in the fans at some point during that match. So somebody's going to have something that nobody can ever remake. Yep, correct. Yeah, one of one. One of them, yeah. for sure. Yeah, that was really cool. I did see that. And we'll definitely be rooting for Cody Sunday night. 
plan on tuning uh, in. I yes, don't think I'm going to be able to catch much of night one, but I'm going to catch all of night two. Um, that's the my, night I care about more anyways. So My but, goal is uh, to, to at least watch Saturday night with the kids, and then Sunday I'll watch by myself and then maybe re-catch up, um, re-watch it Monday with the kids. There you go. That's a good plan. So, yeah, with all this said about Punk, um, what do you think the ultimate verdict is? Do you, does he come back to AW? Does he get released? Does he show up somewhere else after if he gets released? What What's your prediction on Tuesday, March 28th? Because we know by tomorrow things could be different. Oh, we're going to come on tomorrow night and go, it's Wednesday night. Oh, and by the way. <laughs> um but I will say uh, I don't think he comes back. I don't know if he'll get his uh, non-compete clause situation that he wants. But uh, I just I don't it. You, you can't bring him back again. If it was one or two guys who said, "Hey, you know what? We're we're going to walk out if you bring Punk back." But with not knowing the number of people, and honestly my opinion kind of is some of these folks that are, you know, MJF's been doing it for money talking about the, the bidding war of 2024 mm-hmm. because it's MJF. Mm-hmm. And that's what MJF's going to do. He's made it a whole mm-hmm. segment. Um, and we all got worked on that one the first time. <laughs> um, sure did. But this reference to, I don't like my contract. I'm going to go to Twitter. Um, people constantly complaining that Mox talked about, I think it's all kind of just around the punk situation because they see punk do it. And so they're like, he's still under contract with AEW. So I can go to Twitter and I can complain about my contract and TK's not going to do anything about it. Yep. I mean, for as great of an in-ring worker punk is and as great as, as he is on the mic, he just seems to be a bitter guy more times than not. And even when it was all smiles for about the first year in his AEW run, well, not first year because really we only got a year for the first half of 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 his run. You got you kind of always wondered in the back of your head when's the shoe gonna fall off, and and, and, and unfortunately it did and yep. ruined what could have been really special. I mean, it was still a great run, but it, so much more left to be desired. And like like I titled this podcast, is is CM Punk worth it? And unfortunately, I don't think so. I mean, he is a guy who would get ratings. He moves a lot of merch. He'll sell tickets, get butts and seats, but you're trying to build a alternative to AEW to, to AEW alternative to WWE that's going to be around for a long time. You can't, you can't um, leave that chance just from one guy. Right. right. You got to build this thing long term, and you have other good talent: Moxley, Jericho, Bucks, Omega, and Bucks and Omega are soon to be free agents. You're telling me if you bring Punk back, yeah, good luck re-signing those guys so uh, if i had a guess yeah he is not back and i think because i think tony khan's gonna have to make a decision soon if his arm is healed up he's gonna have to make a decision one way or the other and i think it's gonna have to happen soon i think he lets him walk be released and and i and i don't know if he has to worry about non-complete compete or not maybe he can somehow get something drafted there that he just can't compete in the wwe while his contract's still still valid but I don't think the WWE would take him back either because Paul Levesque, Triple H, and he didn't always see eye to eye, of course. That's that's on record. And there's a lot of talent in WWE. I don't think that would want to work with Punk. So Punk's really starting to run out of storyline, big-time storyline options of guys who are willing to work with him. 
And uh, let's let's not forget, he still takes shots at people in sure. WWE too. Uh, sure. You know, he tweeted out last Friday night or whatever after the Instagram situation, uh, like it never happened because you know that's what he does. Uh, you know, oh yeah, I've wanted to, you know, uh, props to Rey Mysterio for punching Dominic in the face. I've wanted to do that for 13 years or whatever, however many years it was. I'm like, dude, that makes the kid a minor. So even if he was in talks with WWE, if anybody in the higher ups saw that tweet, they went, yeah, no, not happening. Yep, exactly. So. It'll be interesting. See what happens. Um, like I said, I think it's got to come to some sort of resolution in the next, next, I don't know. I want to say coming months, but it's probably weeks. I mean, it's, and, yeah. and I really, I just, I just don't see. And I know, I know Punk was Tony's guy and a guy he's been a fan of and always wanted to sign and he did it and, and it was going good for a while, but it's just, heck, just, took a turn for the worse. I just I just don't see any plausible way if he wants this to be a successful company for many years to come, how he can uh, let him walk through those doors again. Right. And, you know, um, I, I've very little free time that I have, but I've spent some uh, good portions of it kind of looking back at Punk's career. And it seems to be a trend. Yes. About a year in, year and a half in, you get a whole different Punk. Mm-hmm. It's like that new car smell wears off, and so yep. it's just truly who he point. is. Yep. Um, clear back to ROH, uh, and the sad thing is, I watched him in ROH, and I didn't catch it then, but I was younger then, and just you know, excited to watch professional wrestling. Um, but going back and looking at that, you can see the change, and the longer it went on, the worse it got. And that was just in ring. That wasn't with the internet. That wasn't backstage. That's just the demeanor he had in the ring. Um, the attitude towards the authority figures in WWE started about a year, two years into that run too. So I think if you're Tony Khan and you really have watched this guy's career and you go back and look at this guy's career going, man, is he worth it? The TK's got to go. It's going to get worse if I keep him. Yep. So just yep. let him go. Give him his, let him compete wherever he wants. As soon as you sign on the dotted line here and be done with it. At the end of the day, I think what we're both saying is, is CM Punk worth it? Even no. though it's going to hurt the bottom line. No, he's not. No, he's and, not. and if you think about it, you know, the Chicago show where he debuted, that was the highest rated show he had. Sure. And again, it was kind of the same thing as he started going on even before he broke his foot. The segments he were on were starting to slowly kind of come back down to normal. Like the fans were like, all right, it's still the same CM Punk. Yeah, a little the bit older kind now. of wore off. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yep. I, they're doing fine rating wise without him. No need to bring him back just for ratings. If you're going to do something just for ratings, you got Kenny Omega. You got uh, Van Kingo that you could bring back yep. over. You've got half the luchadors that have shown up on AEW in the past, you know, six months would probably come in and give you just as good a ratings. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're starting to put on great matches again. Story, The stories are getting stronger. So don't mess it up now. I mean, it, exactly. it took them a while to get it going again after 
all out. I mean, it really messed up the mojo in the company for a while, and it took it them a did. while to get going again. And and I'm just ready. I'm looking forward to tomorrow night getting some more awesome matches. We can actually talk about those matches, and we don't have to talk about this drama stuff. But but the reason we wanted to come on here and, and record an episode for, for everybody listening and watching, because we don't normally do this type of thing, is because it has snowballed into such a big story just within a week. So, And we both know we go down rabbit holes on... Yep our weekly episodes of KOP yep. Shep was not able to join us tonight. So at some point Shep will jump in and dive down the rabbit hole of CM Punk tomorrow. I'm sure. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So tune in tomorrow night, uh, probably 10, 10, 10, 20 Eastern standard time after dynamite. You can tune in live on our Twitter feed, which is at kicking out pod or YouTube, which you can subscribe there as well. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Kicking Out Pod and on Facebook. You can give us a like. We're not live on those channels, but we put links up there the following day as well. And you can find us on all audio platforms. Hit subscribe on there. Give us a five-star rating and review. And follow myself on Twitter if you want and Instagram at TannerLee92 and Paul at Paul Zartman921. I took the outro from you, Paul, tonight. So I, yeah, just, I, I'm just rolling. I'm just rolling. So. Uh, well, I will say because you forgot to, uh, be sure to check out kickingoutshop.com. It's your place to go for your KOP merchandise. You can support a great podcast and look great doing so. And you have just a few more days to get your orders in for that free shipping with promo code MARCH23, all caps on MARCH, by the way. So head out over to uh, kickingoutshop.com, support up a great podcast, look great doing so. Get a rabbit hole shirt or uh, yeah. a five-star KOP or get a coffee mug. Everybody loves a good coffee mug. It's got Absolutely. some hats, some beanies, got something for everybody. So go over to kickingoutshop.com, check it out. Well said, Paul, and uh, looking forward to chatting with you about some Dynamite tomorrow night. And some uh, ROH predictions as well. Oh, yeah. I got to get my title yeah. back. That's right. That's oh, right. You might have it because, man, <laughs> I am so distracted. I am behind on ROH. I, I am but too. So I have a strategy because okay. some of the, the names I've seen, I've looked up, and they aren't currently under contract. So, yeah. But again, the show's Thursday night. We're making our predictions Wednesday night. I know. I'm going off of what will be old information by the time uh, Thursday hits. Well, it'll be interesting to see the strategies you, myself, and, and Shep put in play tomorrow night. So tune yeah. in to the Kicking Out podcast live tomorrow, shortly following Dynamite. Uh, thanks, everybody, and, and we'll see you later. Thanks so much. <laughs>